unless you want to. No, 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 it's fine. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Hi, guys. <laughs> welcome to Starseed Sanctuary. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Olga Starr. Hi. Hi, and no singing today. No singing, no jingle bells. No. No. I mean, it's. No. Happy New Year, guys. I January. don't know when you're listening, probably July, <laughs> but. Um, here it's uh first days of january and they promise us some snow is it yeah hopefully we want snow don't really? we do we want snow i mean you're not going to be here oh yeah well they said it's going to last three months what yeah three months yeah who said that the news oh uh, weather people oh <laughs> never trust a weather person <gasps> That's what if you're I a weather person, you're listening to us, you that's know, what I, take it that's lightly. <laughs> <laughs> I was always given. Um, yeah, how are you? Good. Let's talk about your dreams, because I saw your correspondence, but I kind of didn't mm. get the chance to dive in and see what's going on. So I was being very cryptic, because yeah. I didn't want to reveal too much. I wanted to save it for so this. He's going to reveal everything now. Oh. Switch off your phones, make sure your kids are not crying, and get ready. Okay. Steve's story time. (laughs) Da-da-da-da. Whoa, it sounds dark. (laughs) It's not dark. Okay. It was was a great dream. It was a contact dream. So it was one that I hadn't had, the kind of dream that I haven't had in so long, where actually it felt like I was interacting with the dream. Okay. And in the dream, I saw uh, a massive spaceship, like as big as a skyscraper kind of spaceship, yeah. like as tall as one, really wide. Saw it at a distance. And I've got a picture here of the shape of it. Okay, guys, it basically looks like a one giant triangle on some sort of base placed all on another uh, smaller triangle. What would you what do you call that shape? It's not a tetrahedron, is it? That's uh, no. that's ten sided. No. It's like a It's like um, some sort of monolith kind of look. Um block of something. Oh, I used to know what that would call what that was called. It's like it's like an a rectangle but It looks it's cool. Like, we, we can't explain it to you I'll guys, a, but you I'll know what? Um, I'm sure Steve will share it on our Facebook group. So It's a really rough drawing. But the idea is that it was taller at one side and okay. then shorter at the other. And then the thing, there was like a band going around um, one of the sides that um, had loads of flashing lights on it. So it was like proper sci-fi, blinking lights, everything. And um, as it as it was sort of coming down, it was like that. That's how it was doing. Oh, I see. And then so the, the last smaller minute, part is on the top with the blinking lights and then the yeah. base is basically like an iceberg looking kind of thing. Yeah. And so it did that and then it flipped. Oh. And that's how it landed. So it landed with the smaller part at the bottom, smaller strip at the bottom. Yeah. And that was because the lights and that viewing window yeah. was kind of their navigation So it must be area. something to do with the gravity as well. And the way that they exited it was yeah. through that smaller section. Okay. So if you imagine this kind of strip separating the two sections uh, with all the flashing lights, that's where the... What did I write down? That was there. So basically, guys, the, the bigger part that's the bottom bit of the iceberg um, 
kind of turned upside down and then they landed. And then the top of the iceberg would be uh, just in a more triangular uh, square kind of shape, actually. Then the little base bit would be the part that's landing on the Earth. Are we mm-hmm. talking about the Earth? Okay, uh, cool. Well, it, no, it was a, a, a planet. A planet, okay. And it was night time. Okay. I wrote a blog on it. So. Was it a night time or you just couldn't tell because you don't know how many moons and suns it has? Well, it was dark because okay. the lights were so strong. Right, okay. Um, the lights were so so flashing. Um, but I did write a blog so I can link that. Oh, great. Yes, 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 yes. The yes, yes. image on. Okay, great. So, guys, uh, forget the Facebook group. Go to Stephen's blog and he'll yeah. give the details. So, then the next thing that it cut to was I was sitting in a room with this very small being that was like the size of a child Mm -hmm. and it sort of had the mentality of a child okay but it wasn't a child um and they were surrounded by plastic we were surrounded by plastic okay and they were this small being was being really upset by the amount of plastic that they had okay and if you know like um like um if you've got like uh, russian dolls or something where it's like yeah, you yeah. take one out take one out yeah, take yeah, one yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. it was like that but with plastic so okay. they took one out and there was more plastic took one out there's more plastic and they okay. were getting really frustrated like a child like throwing and a they, bit of a tantrum were they showing it to you or did you kind of just look inside and that's what you saw i was there with oh, them okay and they but they were getting like having a tantrum about all were of you this. one of them did they know did they feel... know you were there yeah okay yeah they knew i was there but i didn't feel like i was one of them um so oh guys you totally want to go to his blog he actually has a drawing of the alien oh (laughs) i didn't put that on there because it's so shit (laughs) but there's uh that's not the alien that i'm talking about here okay sorry um destruction looks cute but (laughs) huge eyes that's coming up very manga like okay um then they showed me a crockery item that when it was smashed um they would all it, uh, the the being would start crying it was really odd it was okay. really odd that it was i was being shown this these materials being thrown around in the tantrum i could only um i could only sort of surmise that it was to do with the the, the problem with plastic okay or the upset around Okay. Plastic. So do you think they use the emotions you would recognize? It's not necessarily their typical behavior, you know, but they felt this way they can actually communicate to you? Possibly. Yeah. This being didn't... It, it just... It didn't communicate in any way. It was just throwing a bit of a tantrum over all of this yeah. plastic and throwing it around and taking it out and finding more. And okay. literally, I can picture they were just surrounded by it. There was like kneeling or sitting on the floor inside their ship i don't know where this was okay i don't know where this was um it was very very weird so just a minute so you were observing this extraterrestrial object landing right Mm -hmm. and then you saw little aliens upset with the plastic were they within that extraterrestrial object or was it like a completely separate situation that you've observed once the extraterrestrial ship has landed yeah 
So it oh, was chronological, oh, and okay. it was the, the, all of these three things were all part of the same okay. dream, even okay. though they didn't seem related. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Um, which is often how it works for me. I just get a flash, and then it's the next scene, and then it's another scene. So you only get like fragments of a t- like a snap of a certain time period. You don't yeah. get like the full. Yeah. Oh, I see. I think that's also just how I remember it. Okay. Like how much I bring back with me. Yeah. Um, when I wake up. Um, or perhaps, you know, like some information is simply not relevant and the other information, like you can't translate into words anyway. So what's the point remembering it? Mm. So then after that, the next, um, the next scene that I saw was these beautiful looking aliens and they were really up close, so I could probably see from, like, the neck up. Like, okay. that's the vi- the image that I have in my head. And they looked very alien. Yes. Like you said, big, big, dark eyes. Um, sort of the typical alien-shaped head. They, they looked similar to, like, an Arcturian, if you mm-hmm. find images of Arcturians online. Um, it's similar to that. But I don't want to say they were Arcturian, because I feel like we can... We categorize aliens. Oh, it's a Pleiadian. Oh, it's an. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Basically, we found uh, four names, and we decided yeah. everyone fits into exactly. four of them, which obviously complete bollocks. I Sorry, like, guys. I felt like, as I even as I say that now, I feel like that's disrespectful in a way because it's yeah. like they're not at all. Yeah. That race. No, I, I hear you. Only, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I literally stopped giving any names in my readings. Yeah. Because I think is it's not. Like, even if they give me a name, I feel people almost are so e- always so eager to go online and research and yeah. then feel very special that they're associated with it. I'm like, well, you're missing the point. You're feeling your ego rather than actually pursuing your purpose. Yeah. Right. Back to your Arcturians, sorry. Yeah. So they... S- Non-Arcturians. Not, not Arcturian, but they look very similar in that they look very alien, bigger heads at the top and narrower uh, at the bottom. But the thing that struck me about their beauty is that in their eyes, it was it had a dark purple tint to their eyes. And in the reflections of their eyes, I saw galaxies. Oh, wow. Like stars, galaxies, constellations, like just beautifully reflected in their eyes. Wow. And so the whole image of them was like HD 4K times a million. Like okay. It was not even... There's no clarity or beauty that you could see this image in, in this reality, because it was so spectacular. The clarity, the detail, the colours, the vibrancy, everything. It's like, it's like when you, you go to a store and you see some amazing TV and you're like, wow, those colours look amazing. And it's so different yeah, yeah, yeah. from what you, it was like that, but times a million like, and it was, so strong. Uh, was that interaction to give you any sort of message or was it for you to witness them? Well, I think they did have telepathic communication with okay, me. Okay, great. Um, and just to finish off the look that they had, they had a, they had a silvery, white silvery um, shimmer to their skin. Mm. And it also, that also had a purple oh, wow. hue to it, like a slightly purple hint to it and they were wearing robes i could only see from the neck that they were wearing mm-hmm. like a robe type thing and there was even though i could mostly see one i got the presence that there was a collective mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. three or four of them there um 
so they said to me that I was someone that they wanted so much to enter the fold, but I almost had to prove myself to them. I had to prove prove to them that I was ready to be initiated that and they said that I could relate to that feeling um and they said and then I wrote it was more like that I was coming home not necessarily being initiated and I had seen this planet before um so it was like um I'm trying to think. I didn't write any more down other than that about what they communicated to me. So, but like, all this stuff that you went through in your life within the last few months is not enough for them. <laughs> I when feel you like... actually stuck to your spiritual mission rather than, you know, pleasing everyone else around you, I think that's more than enough for <laughs> whatever they want to call initiation. I think I was, or am, so close to... This is probably why I've had it, this dream recently. I'm yes. so close to... Unlocking your next it. step. Yeah, exactly. And they're, and they're like eager for me to wow. get back on that. Um, but the the brilliant um, emotions that I got from them is that they were so wise and knowledgeable. And I wrote authoritative, but not condescending. Mm-hmm. It was more parental. Yeah. And um, I wasn't threatened. I wasn't, I was completely at ease with them. And uh, it was just such a, a beautiful interaction. And I just felt so, one, relieved when I woke up because I haven't had a dream like that in a while. But also that I was on the right path and that yes. I was very close to unlocking the next stage. Um, so going back to the going back to the plastic thing, that was a bit weird. Um I wrote down that it was like I was in a classroom, not able to understand. Um, So I don't know if there was some kind of teaching that was done in this dream that I can't remember because I got the sense of being in a, I wrote down and I wrote this down as soon as I woke up. So it must've been fresh that I was in a classroom. So Mm -hmm. at some point in Mm -hmm. this dream, I was learning. Okay. Again, I can't translate anymore because I didn't bring it back with me. Um, And I wrote that the intuitive sense of the race was huge and to be pure of mind. Um, So, yeah, all the kind of amazing stuff that you... You should try to get you talking to your aliens in like um, the conscious state. So in the February, when we return back to our workshops, you should really try. And we'll see if we can facilitate it for you. Yeah. It's not that difficult. I'm just thinking if we do that, that should hopefully bring the dream part more into your reality in a sense that it's more interacting and the memory of the events from the dreams are better Mm. and fresher to the point that when you are working on your, let's say, meditation or something, you want to clarify your dream when you write your blog, They'll be kind of next to you and they'll be, you know, let's call it in quotes, whispering mm. what you want to say. And I think that would be good. Mm. Yeah, me too. Because the dreams are, I mean, fascinating. Not so many people actually have them. Um, but I do see how people, when they embrace other aspects of their abilities, how it becomes a little bit clearer, fuller. And when you get fuller connected, there is this 
immense joy that I keep repeating to everyone. And it's like you're on the path. It's unwavering, this confidence. It's amazing. Yeah. We get you, we have to get you there, yeah. Yeah. I would love to be more consciously aware. And I, I've been meditating more, which has been really helpful. Um, but I need to start, yeah, doing workshops well, you've and just, doing the You've work. just done like a major change in your life so yeah let's get uh, let's finish our january yes chores <laughs> human stuff <laughs> yeah yeah so oh this is amazing go. so that was you, that was it and you had another dream did you have another dream no did i did you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I don't know, guys. Sometimes I just ask him questions because I'm imagining, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to share that Did one." I? And sometimes I'm genuinely imagining, so he will have nothing. Oh, there, there, you see, see. <laughs> well, this wasn't really a dream. Well, it was a dream, but I wrote, I wrote down. I've okay. I had a. I must have had a dream where I had an amethyst ring. And then I also had jewels that needed to go in this ring. And that these jewels were... I had a green jewel, a blue jewel, and a red jewel. And they represented earth, wind, and fire. Yeah. The elements that were going into this ring. That's all I wrote. Okay. (laughs) Right, he has another I forgot that. (laughs) He'll probably contact one of his jewelry designer friends. I had lots of sort of nature (laughs) dreams. And I don't know if that's because now where I'm living, I'm very close to a forest. Oh, great. But I've had a lot of nature-style dreams, yeah. a lot of flowers, trees, these kind of nature I don't know, maybe it's just better facilitating your connection. I mean, Enra lives next to forest. He doesn't mm. get that many forest dreams, does he? We have to ask him. Yeah, because the other day I walked through, New, New Year's Day, was it? Yeah, New Year's Day, I walked through for about 40 minutes just through this forest. It was great. I talk to the trees. Do you? Yeah. I used to do that. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, they have, like, if you keep walking regularly, you will have those moments when you feel, it's not the the urge, it's more kind of, you just stop. And if you feel like it, you you do it, like you really want to do that. So you stop and then you look around and there will be a tree that will be calling to you. And sometimes they'll say things and sometimes they just want, they feel your energy, so they want to help you to balance it out. So it's quite cool. You don't have to hug them or touch them sometimes. I do Seriously. that though. No, no. Okay. I, I do that. Know. My kid loves it. But you don't have to. Like you really act on intuition and it gets more refined the more you walk. And then you'll get certain trees. You'll know them. And then you'll never see one tree that you'll only notice five years later because there's the right time for that to talk mm. to, for it to talk to. It's really good. Yeah. I, I did that. They're very comforting as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, if we imagine talking about any of this to uh You in, could in a also scenario. you know what you could also do? Uh like if you find a tree that's calling to you, you can um position yourself into the tree energy. And that is just so calming because you go into the tree and then you feel this stability. And for me, I mean I'm sure it's for everyone is very different different. For me, with some trees, I get first like restriction of movements and I find it a bit challenging. I'm a bit claustrophobic, funny enough. And then it's almost like they take over and they show me how much time they memorize, how, how like they have snapshots of time they live through. 
and they show that this stability, this restriction that I feel for them is a continuous movement. But because I'm operating from different timeline perception to them, I perceive it differently. Mm. They're really cool. Oh, it's so nice. That's really interesting. I will definitely be aware of that again when I walk back through there. They're really protective. I used to, um, sorry, just a memory. It was many years ago. I was going through some emotional trauma. And I would go to Hampstead Heath like 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm quite sure I spoke about it before. And then I didn't even told anyone. And then I told a few of my friends a couple of times. And they're like, you're crazy. You know, it's so dangerous. I'm like, no, I'm going there. And it's like I'm cold there. And I'm doing my walks. And the trees are giving me healing. And, you know, they're comforting me. And no one sees me. It's like almost they protect me. Mm. So I used to do that until everything got repaired. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Okay. Well, that's that's my dream for this podcast. And that's my tree story. And that's your trees. Talk to trees <laughs> and have dreams. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we'll be back with another podcast soon. Thanks, and, guys. And uh, we'll have some more stuff to talk about. Yay. Okay. Bye. Bye.